Greetings, Dysfunctionals. Dr. Ernesto here with a special episode of The Reality Dysfunction. The following recording was made May 14, 2020, as a Zoom Facebook Live webinar hosted by Mexicanos 2070, an organization I have been working with for close to a year now. The moderators, on behalf of Mexicanos 2070, are Daniel Osuna and Ernesto Ayala. The three Brown Berets present are Connie Gonzalez from San Bernardino, Sergio Lujan from El Paso, Texas, and Argelio Giron of Northern Califas. They are speaking on behalf of their own chapters and La Mesa, a national organizing structure for Brown Beret chapters all over the country. This is a fascinating discussion, especially for anyone wanting to know more about the current state of the Chicano movement. ...dedicated to reclaiming and enriching the indigenous Mexican American culture and enhance our way of life in the 21st century. My co-host today is Ernesto Ayala, who is a current representative for, or actually is a representative for El Partido Nacional de la Raza Unida out of San Fernando. He's also uh, been a member since birth. I was the former international secretary for La Raza Unida. I resigned in 1993. I did a number of public speakings after that episode. I'm going to introduce my guest. It's Connie Sanchez, uh, Connie, Connie Gonzalez, Argelio Giron, and Sergio Lujan. So I'd like um, to, after you hear the speakers, we have time for questions and answers. You can go into the chat box and leave your questions in there. I'll read them, or uh, unless I couldn't read them to you, whatever, whichever one you want to do. We hope that you will join us in our work to convene. I mean, we hope that, um, and I think that's about it. All the speakers and your video will be muted for to keep a lot of outside people that are trying to interfere with what we're doing. So with that, I'd like to uh, go ahead and let each of you introduce yourself, talk about where you're from, and uh, talk about, you know, what your name is, and so on, how long you've been with the Brown Berets. So I'd like to start with Connie. Um, yes, I am Connie Gonzalez, and I'm Brown Beret here in San Bernardino County. And I've been a Brown Beret for a little, excuse me, a little over two years. Um, I basically just, um, I try my best to work with several um, chapters in the area of San Bernardino, LA, and Riverside County. Um, for the most part, like to collaborate with um, the local chapters here. And then from time to time with um, chapters out in other states like um, Texas and um, Arizona and whatnot. Okay. Hello. Este, hey, everybody. My name is Argelio Giron. Este, been a beret since for like 20, 10 years. Was uh, same thing, also been pus focusing on uh, developing pus the infrastructure. And as you do that, pus, of course, you know, you learn that uh, there's just different dynamics, different histories, how different groups came about and who's who. And so, pus, just, you know, just trying to work with that and really just expand what we can and continue pus the movement out into uh, what it means today and into the future. Pus. My name is Sergio Lujan. I'm from Los Brambores del Chuco. And um, I've been a beret for seven years, and I'm was Tamen. I'm here to educate our Lhasa, to reconnect our Lhasa to our culture, our roots, 
And I believe that's really important because many of our class have been um, whitewashed. Mucha gente no tiene la ideología de nuestra cultura. Y, man, unification is really important with Tinos. Lester, do you want to ask him anything? Yeah, I mean, um, maybe it's like each each compañero can can answer on their own. Like, how how did you come about to uh, join the Braves? How, like, what is your history? You know, how did you end up, you know, joining the, the Braves in your local area? It maybe I mean, started with Connie. I wasn't really aware of the Chicano movement up until maybe a little under a decade ago. Due to, I'm assuming, I mean, I didn't get none of the Chicano movement teaching in school at all. So I had to, I've been teaching myself since. Um, the only thing that I know as far as the Chicano movement, um, or even the Brown Berets at that is, I mean, from seeing history of uh, Cesar Chavez. And that's about the only thing that I ever knew growing up because of my dad being a farm worker mm. all his life in the fields. and. That's about it. And um, when I found out about the Chicano movement, it really changed my entire mindset as far as my mind being so colonized. I didn't realize how colonized I was. However, it's it really wasn't, I can't blame my parents, you know, so yeah. but that's the way that most of us have grown up. But what pushed me or drove me to become a, a beret was not seeing enough uh, berets for one. But not only that, but women. Mm -hmm. We just don't see very many women joining the movement. I look at the history and I'm so inspired by how many women were so strong back then and were so involved. And we just need more of that today because as women, you know, we're looked upon as like the weaker vessel most of the time. Um, that seems like it's never really changed. Um, besides that, I mean, I have five daughters, so I'm doing it for my daughters because, you know, I, as a woman, I feel that we need more of that. So starting off as a, you know, with my own daughters, I don't want them to, to grow up not knowing what I didn't know. Yeah. So the same goes for, there's a lot more other, you know, um, young mujeres, um, that, need that that don't have a mom like me you know or a mujer like me in their life to inspire them and look up to what event was it was there like a specific event or somebody you knew maybe that introduced the movimiento to you or, or how how was that yeah i i was introduced by, by my husband he basically showed me all the the history of the main chicano leaders like the the horseman, you know, and I was like, wow, like I was amazed. Like I, how come I didn't know about any of this? And I started reading, you know, Corky Gonzalez, uh, mm. you know, Tijerina, Salazar, and I was just blown away. And then the Chicano moratorium, that really was something that I was one of the first events that I attended and comparing to the, the first Chicano moratorium to the one I went to, that was what made me like say, we, I have to join, like this has to change. Like we have to push yeah. for, for more action. Uh, this is Daniel Osuna. I want to say something, Connie, I want to thank you because, and I want to say this to the audience that if you notice Rafi Arigia and the other brother that we really, uh, Rodriguez was his name, 
uh, couldn't be with us. They, some last minute emergencies came up, and the client was the one who pulled a, a Serio and a Helio in to take their place. So I want to thank her for doing that. You're welcome. Yes. Este, compañero Sergio, like, what, what brought you to the movimiento and, and then to join the berets in particular? Before the berets, my, my wife, she was part of the immigration movement, the border network of human rights. So I will, I will go to their events and give my support. And in one of those events, I remember seeing some brown berets. Mm. And they, they caught my eye, you know, like, what are they? I wanted to learn more. Yeah, and, and I missed the opportunity to reach out to them that day, and then I tried to get information, and I couldn't, so I have to do my own research. And I, I, I didn't have no ideology, no knowledge of the Chicanismo, no, ah, so I have to learn on my, on my own, on my way. Yeah. Yeah. See, I did come across them, got in touch with them, and and that's how I joined. But see, many of the main issues right here in El Paso is um, immigration issues. Mm. Yo pienso que, pues, yo, yo sé que no soy el único aquí en El Paso de has been whitewashed and doesn't have no chicanismo ideology. And I believe that's why I think, I personally think that's really important, really important, because yo no sabía nada de los cranberry ni chicanismo. Yeah. It, it is that they, that they caught your eye. Like, what, what was it that caught your eye about the berets? Um, it was at first when I saw them, because todo el grupo, because nobody knew who they were, you know. Mm. At first we thought they were like the patriot movement or the mm. anti-immigration. No, pues, let's keep our distance. Yeah. Ya cuando se acercaron y tenían la Mexican flag y, y viva la raza, me dijo, órale. That's what I saw in their dress or messages that they have on the board. That's what come, that's what come my lo que agarró mi atención. Ya. Yeah. Órale, that's real good, man. Este, Argelio, compañero, like, what, what brought you to the movimiento? And I know you've been doing work for a long time también, ¿verdad? And then what brought you specifically to the berets? Pues, este, in the movement, este, pues igual, I didn't know anything about what uh, the advocacy movement is in general, plus anything with the history. I just grew up with este, without knowing those connections. And in high school, pues, was not taught any of it. Uh, even though, pues, in high school, pues, este, as I think back on stuff, I was always one, pues, thinking about these topics and, pues, you know, talking about these things, you know, to my, uh, friends and everything. But I just didn't know where to connect. And it turns out, actually, in high school, doing my own research on history and stuff is when I discovered the berets in books. Mm. So I, I uh, grew up with this idea of like, wow, you know, these, these, this big idea of these people doing something, you know, with these, these huge intentions, you know, a big impact in society. And so, you know, I did uh, grow up with them, you know, with that big idea was in my mind. Uh, I didn't get involved until uh, was after I had dropped out a few years working, uh, going into the college, uh, you know, got my GED, stuff like that. You know, that's when I discovered Mecha. And this was something like six years after dropping out of high school. And so it was from there, you know, I was amazed by, you know, all of the networks and all the history and everything. And so... Of course, the first thing you do was just that you get your groundings, your bearings. So what I ended up doing was just first learning uh, the context of the history, plus uh, asking questions. Uh, and this was plus being part of Mecha, right? Uh, reading the constitutions and all that stuff. And number one was just aligning with, uh, you know, the uh, 
the resources and, you know, friends, uh, comrades, uh, uh, allies, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's when it was, I would start getting involved and just from there, plus it just continued. But, uh, uh, it's true as along what they say of Mecha is that it's a stepping stone. And so, este, well, things, uh, it just came to the point, plus I just ended up taking the, the other steps as eventually led me to where, uh, you know, it would be getting involved with the berets out there. It was first, uh, my first exposure with berets was, uh, in, uh being involved with Mecha, um, reaching out to, uh, the Santa Cruz area, which would be, uh, where Watsonville was, was just learning the history of there. And, uh, you know, what does it mean for us to be part of the different groups that there, there are and have been. And so for us to from there, plus I just continued and, you know, plus just we just do what we can to, uh, to keep it going. Yeah. Something I think that is interesting of, of the group that we have right now, brother, is, is you guys are kind of, you know, showing it. But, for example, you, you know, you're, you're up in, in Northern California. Said he was in Texas. Kani is here in in, San, in South Southern California. Este, how do you how do you guys come together? How do your compañeros come together? Like, how, what what exactly are you doing? Este, it's usually like you know, the berets or, or any group, any organization is usually, usually with just their area, ¿verdad? Pero ahorita vemos que, que son, you know, están aquí juntos, ¿verdad? Like, how did that come about? What, what have you guys or compañeras, compañeros been doing, ¿verdad? That, that you're working together? Well, um, we came together, I want to say a couple of years ago when we had um, the Chicano Moratorium. Um, it was, I think it was, was it two years or three years, Sergio? Two years. Two years, yeah. Um, we had a, Basically, like to to unify all chapters from all over, and some chapters kind of detached, but some of us remained, mm. and we kept it. We kept it that way, and then the following year we had another Chicano moratorium in Houston, and after that is how we further made it more official to to continue to stay together and connected from our, like California, Texas, um, I'm not sure if Arizona, but um, I think now we have um, Oregon and Utah, Colorado. Um, so we're getting there as far as like, you know, Aslan mm. um, being all, you know, the chapters being all from different sides of Aslan. But um, I'll let my, my comrades answer a little bit more on that. In terms of how we came together, uh, having been uh, in there, because you have your your, uh, your your network, of course, and your contacts, and you know, you're always trying to stay in touch with certain people, you know, as we all do. And um, was just uh, we've tried to uh, get some stuff going nationally before, you know, uh, you know, and you were there too, Ernesto. Yeah. And you know, we've we've been doing what we can, and the dynamics are always different regionally. Uh, and unfortunately, we have had a, a number of was just. Uh, people that really didn't help out you know they just made it uh, a lot harder than it needed to be but uh it's important really just to keep your eye on the prize right the the, the og saying and um you know just continue process it's it's that important to have your politics aligned too yeah. just to, to keep you disciplined right? to keep you uh, going just to you know stay focused plus and to maintain plus productivity plus sometimes there's a lot of momentum sometimes there's not much but uh you know you just continue somehow plus a stay and of course it can be difficult i know a lot of us i bet all of us have had those thoughts of you know 
that it would probably just be easier just to uh, wait and take it easy, take a good break. And, and that's important too, you know, taking care of yourself, taking a break, right. coming back into it. But basically, um, as how the situation was more than anything, that's what keeps us together. Mm. Uh, and you can see that in a group, you know, what line we carry, the level of discipline, you know, uh, some people, uh, as I refer to the other, uh, you know, situations that we have tried to come together and get things going, it just wasn't successful. I know originally uh, years ago they used to call those national meetings uh, federation meetings. Um, so <clears throat> I know two years ago that's that's when some of us were throwing around the words and stuff, remembering uh, you know some of the past uh, uh, the attempts for some of getting some together. Pero pues este, you know, it's all different, and we just continue what we can as the of course, as we ourselves end up as a group identifying ourselves, plus we come to more of an understanding of who the other people are and what has been already attempted. But yeah. in terms of coming together, it's a good thing. I mean, as we have the technology, mm. it's, a big, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tool for us to yeah. immediately use. And you, you talked about, about um, like to continue going, but despite all, all the things that get in the way of organizing and the movimiento. What kept you going? What, like what? Because I know you've been around for quite a while, brother. What, what has kept you going? What has pushed you forward, brother? Pues este, igual that discipline. Este, I had the uh, good fortune of learning from an OG este, over here, este, este, Alfredo Sanchez. Mm. He was uh, a parade in the original times in the 70s up here. Uh, at that time, um, out here, it's, it's centralized out of the county, out of uh, este. Santa Rosa was yeah. the city. And so the organizers, because we all just know each other, we all travel around the county. So we're more of a county-focused uh, uh, region. And so uh, <clears throat> Alfredo was, uh, was originally a beret in the, in the times in the 70s. And he would uh, tell me, plus, you know, what he has lived through. Uh, he lived through uh, movement at that time and how uh, the organization fell apart from being really the only Chicano movement organization here in the region at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, we have 400 members and all kinds of stuff. And so basically learning from him, understanding what purpose is, uh, you know, more than anything where that heart is, you know, yeah. the Pora was just to, you know, to, to keep it going, right? The spirit of the movement and everything, right? How all of the, uh, the history and all the other documents that stay fit into it, like the, the Plan Espiritual de Aslan and stuff like yeah. that, right? Um, and so seeing that history, the living history was more than anything, I would say I was fortunate to learn from an OG was to, to, understand the context of this because you know it's such a time span that we got to put into context more than anything a lot of people don't do today i i would say a lot of youngsters don't do today but it's the i would say i had the fortune was to be able to uh, to try to do some of that was where was the og plus could be able to teach me you know whatever i can learn yeah oh man well, I was gonna, you know, say like, you know, from 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 my experience because I was in the in the in the, in the whole brain movement for a while there, también, verdad. Mm. Este, what would all, all three of your compañeros say is the role the the berets play with our youth? Because I, I know like the berets attract a lot of our youth. Without what do you think that that is? Without and, and and like what is that something you, este, the berets are currently working on or or you know what do you think about that? Because I know it's very attractive to the youth, verdad? Uh, compañeros, compañeras. Yo pienso que es muy importante que es decir as a inspiration of people speaking up, you know? Yeah. Like, in, like, like 
right now, I currently I have two daughters, and I'm I have them involved as well, because it's really important for them to be educated and not lose that education of Chicanismo. Because if we don't teach that to our kids, the school ain't gonna do it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe it's really important for us to teach that to the kids. Because if we don't do it, then who else will? Not the schools. I as well with with my kids. I've involved them like when. I go to a protest, they come with me from my six-year-old to my 14-year-old, and they go to school now, and they actually ask, you know, like, how come this isn't in the history? It's not in here. Mm. You know, how come you guys aren't teaching us about this? You know, they question the teachers, um, respectfully, of course, because that's what I've taught them to do. But my even my six-year-old is very, very involved. She knows what a, what a Chicano is, a Chicana. She's learning about her ancestors and not just the just the Chican movement stuff, but everything else, you know, what Aztecas are, what our culture was, um, danza. I have her very, very involved. I mean, I think it's important. And they see us, like the youth, like Mecha students. I've came across helping some events with some Mecha students in the area here. And boy, when they seen just myself walk up to the, to their event, they were just amazed. They were so happy. Um, they made me feel really good because I felt like this is all worth it. You know, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing because, you know, they need us. They need the representation and they, they need to feel like they're being supported. So um, that to me meant a lot. You know, the fact that they actually, you know, feel that, hey, you guys came. That's awesome. You know, and they thanked us. They were very appreciative of it. Okay. Daniel Osuna, I have a question uh, from Julio Cesar. He is at a test, I believe. Anyway, his question is, how do you think the Brown Berets add to the Chicano movement today? And, and before you answer that question, I'd like to share with you that I know for a fact that the Brown Berets are one of the only or one of the few organizations that aren't covered by any aspect of our society. I mean, you don't have a news station. You don't have anything. There's nobody talking about you. But yet, you're still a national organization, you're still together, you've been together since, what, 69, 68, 70? So with that answer, answer that question, what do you think um, the Bromberry is at to the current moment today? And let's start with uh, you, Arhelio, and go on from there. Uh, the question again was, uh, where do you think the Beret movement would go today? Yeah, what do you think, the, what do you think you add to the Chicano movement as a whole today? Where are we at in the Chicano movement as a whole today? Right. That's it. Yes, well, I would say the organization as a whole has really been struggling for a good while. As the, it's been factionalized, it's been splintered, um, and it's hard really to uh, pull together. Uh, one thing that you see as uh, in the Bray movement is that because we do carry a significant uh, plus intention, plus of history, plus it's heavy energy, it's really heavy energy. So. Of course, not everybody puts on a beret. Uh, you know, some people are intimidated of putting it on, thinking about you know joining, but then end up end up uh, doing something else. That, that's fine too, but um, it's it is it is you know significant. It does carry a significant amount of history and and uh, was meaning. Um, and you know, I would say plus with that too. I mean, we also have the responsibility plus to carry a certain level of uh, plus. Uh, dedication of seriousness, uh, uh, Mr. Professionalism, um, you know, just within ourselves, a really good example 
is Sergio over there in El Paso. He does. Uh, he he proves definitely to uh, to keep a uh, you know a high level of uh, of discipline. You know, very uh, 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 you know good way to um, to show us to lead by example more than anything. And you know throughout time, I guess I've also uh, by the, as bringing that up because I've seen that um, when we are facing a difficult situation, the best way to handle it is by exactly leading by example. Really hard to do and really hard to continue, but you know. You just keep going, keep going, and you know you will see those changes. Um, but um, basically, in terms of the general uh, situation where we're at, is that yeah, we're just still trying to uh, organize ourselves as a general organization and you know stay solid. Uh, we are different groups. Uh, not all organizations work with us as uh, La Mesa, but um, this is a, a really a significant. Um, movement uh significant um uh, plus energies that we are doing today within the beret history because basically we are is based i would say i mean as far as i know in the history but but the thing is again knowing a little thing about the history is that we this stuff being that it's not necessarily talked about uh, it's not necessarily documented uh a lot of the history is carried still by memory by word of mouth and so as I refer to the history, at least like I would say more than anything, I defer to the people that have been there, you know, the longest I can verify that history. Um, you know, that's the basic why I bring that up is because it's not just that, uh, it's the, there's only one uh, single group and, you know, one story that I, I would be able to share is that there's these different groups. They might have their own stories. They might have their own interpretations, but at least what we do as La Mesa, that with this context that I have given you, I would say that, uh, we're the first attempt to organize nationally since the 70s, as far as I know the history. And so as the, this is uh, why, you know, it's, it's important, but it's, it's a significant movement. Again, was as the, you know, history can be, uh, remembered or, 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 you know, as they shared differently by different people. But as far as I could say, you know, trying to learn the history from different people is for as long as I've been in, I would say, plus as the, yeah, it's still a fragile movement. We're just doing what we can to continue. At least among us, let's just say, you know, we are, we are principled, we're disciplined, we maintain a, a high level of professionalism and let's just, you know, just continue from there. Can you, can you talk about what that is and how does it play, how does it play a role in, uh, in the overall, uh, brown race? Este, and how the Mesa plays a role in the brown race is that, as, the, as uh, there have been federation meetings before, uh, the same idea of what La Mesa is trying to do, right, coordinate nationally. As the plus, you know, no surprise, before also people have not, uh, as they committed to it, some organizations have, uh, um, you know, done their own thing, um, but uh, others plus have continued with the idea. But, uh, as the, yeah, in terms of the berets, plus, Really, we're just uh, the group again, you know, one of the uh, uh, modern attempts trying to uh, organize nationally, just trying to do what we can, you know. As the, and again, plus as the, as there are different sides, different, so there's a variety of things. There's a whole lot of history. It's, it is up to the individual to uh, really try to understand the, that history and that context, right? We can share what we can, but again, unfortunately, I, you know, I mentioned before, a lot of people don't take the time to really learn and understand the history and to put it into the context of what it is today. But, uh, you know, Anywhere where we can share, we can guide and help. Because I'm sure we would all, you know, have the best intentions of doing so. You know. Okay. Um, I'd like 
to ask any of you this question. How has the Broadway's evolved from the 60s and 70s to today, where it's at today? With the evolutionary change from that point to this point, has there been anything significant or is it still, still similar strategies and ideologies? Um, I'd like to try to knock off some of these questions all in one, if I could. Other people. So, um, back to La Mesa, really quick. Um, you guys had asked how we all came, how we have managed to maintain united and together. When we had our Chicano Moratorium last year in Houston, this was something that was proposed to our formations chapters, and most of us agreed, and um, some didn't want to join us as La Mesa, uh, Mesa Nacional, the Brown Berets, you know, of the Brown Berets National Mesa. It's been working for, it's, I mean, we're almost going on a year in July. And then if, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, I don't know if anything like that has ever been attempted in all these, you know, 50 years. But so far, it's been pretty, pretty good. And um, that's one thing that La Mesa has been trying to do, um, is to make that change from how we've evolved from you know the beginning of the 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 brown berets starting you know um, it's been quite it's it is very very different from the 60s to now I mean anything from dedication to putting in work it's not just putting on a beret and 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 romanticizing the idea of being a beret but not actually putting in the work, you know, um, from anything from going to protest, um, helping out your community, I mean, you have to go out there and protest every weekend or every whenever. Um, it's also putting in work at home as well. You know, you can do uh, work from, you know, social media, from anything, anything that has to do with you putting out, you know, la causa out there, that's putting in work too. So um, it's evolved. Um, as far as technology, we have all these platforms that we're able to do that from. But um, as La Mesa, I think that we're trying to to use strategies to maintain um, a movement to continue it to be strong and to revive it and 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 keep it that way. Because there's a lot of people who don't know about the brown berets. They don't, some people think that we don't even exist. They're surprised. They get shocked that we're even still around. Um, when we've gone out there to, to marchas for the Chicano moratorium, I mean, Raza, our own Raza looks at us like, what are you guys doing? So that's how it was, you know, the structure, uh, the discipline, you know, we don't march like we used to anymore. Um, and it's something that we need to do. And maybe it's because back then, you know, there was more youth that was getting involved, that was joining. Now we've got, you know, I'm 42 years old. We've got older people that are joining. And a lot of people that join, they don't know what they're getting. Sometimes, most of the time, they don't know how much they're, they're getting involved in. And they, they back up, you know. but. I don't know if, if I answered most of your guys' questions. Yeah. Anybody else? Video? You have anything to say? Um, sure. Well, so far, what, what have changed, we also learned from many mistakes that we have at the past that Delanos have 
have done, try to make things more better, uh, poder seguir adelante, you know, y, um, but mainly what, what needs to be done is unification within the broke, the way how Brown Braves broke down, try to bring it back together. And I believe um, by creating La Mesa, this is a good, a good step, a good first step that we have taken. Okay, I have one, one last question. This is coming from Ernesto Mideles. He's the uh, coordinator of, head of coordinator of what's going on right now with the group that join La Mesa, will they maintain their autonomy or will they work in a unifying platform? In other words, will there be one core ideology that's streaming through all of them? Uh, who wants to answer that? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's I think, I think um, honestly, um, we've been, what we've been doing, honestly, we've, we've been working really hard for, um, as La Mesa, to try to, come together as one and then once like you know we come to an agreement as as la mesa uh, you know each individual chapter of formation can decide what if they want to continue with the guidance of la mesa but i feel like la mesa has really really helped us to to stay together each and every formation and unit um it really has and um it has helped to to get rid of all the drama and um how to actually um resolve issues within the organization tremendously so that's one of the very uh, strongest points that la mesa has um for our organizations so i don't know if my comrades have anything to add to that well the way the mesa will work under is was um right now it, it maintains autonomy but we're working on a unifying platform because i believe that's really important as well and yeah that's what we're working on right now you know, I guess uh, if I can contribute on that is that it is related to what ideology philosophy we carry. And uh, a lot of people don't understand that, that, again, the context that I bring up, right? The context of what we're talking about when we talk about post-revolutionary movement. I don't know, you know, how people have talked about that in the past to what it means today. Uh, again, was people for the most part, plus are not political scientists, they're going to understand these words, you know, according to their own experiences, whatever they can. And unfortunately, plus the, the general society plus is led to think that revolutionary means was violent and uh, was undisciplined. No? But um, plus the, as this unifying platform we carry, plus we have come to understand each other, plus as we continue to communicate and work with each other on La Mesa, Este, pues, understanding pues, what we're trying to do and how we do it. Este, again, talking about that platform, pues, is in the end, pues, we all do keep that autonomy. Um, there, most of us este, would be uh, agreeing pues, with uh, individual autonomy, plus others, plus, you know, stick to uh, you know, a certain organizational format, and that's fine. Este, but basically, we do have room for us to uh, function according to our own organization. Pues. And so basically it's, it's up to everybody. More of the, for the most part, we then agree with autonomy, but everybody does their own thing in their own style. No? Yeah, one last question just came in from Ernesto again, and he's asking, what is, what can we be accomplished by bringing unity to the Brown Bray movement? What are some of the short-term goals that La Mesa has for the Brown Bray movement? How can the Chicano Chicanas not directly involved with the boundaries help your 
challenges today? Uh, Jose, you know, one thing I mean, that I was going to tie in there, and this is also okay. uh, following the same uh, line of, quest of, uh, of this, the questions here, um, talking about the ideology and the uh, practice, it also is the interpretation of what a revolutionary movement is. It's the, what's the short-term goals, again, is the leading us is the, to organize ourselves because in these times that we have we have tried to plus organize uh, the, before uh, again plus bringing up the ideas of the of, uh, the federation meetings as the plus I would say plus um, more than anything was coming up with that platform plus as the and that plus as the of course as the solicits plus dialogue plus each of ourselves plus understanding plus what what that means what revolutionary movement means and stuff but carrying that interpretation of the past to what it is was today and into the future is not all that different uh, all it is basically is just learning a little bit more about uh perspectives on political science uh you know how to actually uh as uh, to put this into practice what does it mean for us to, to have all these these big words out there and it doesn't need to be complicated it doesn't need to be uh it's all intellectual you know as to simply plus as to just of finding a way for us to, to put it into practice and everybody's going to do it in their own style, uh, you know, their own uh, preferences. Uh, but plus in the end, plus getting to the question specifically, um, the short-term goals that we have had more than anything was organize ourselves, you know, be very understandable to the people. And so that way, uh, open ourselves uh, to accepting plus as the uh, recruits. And so plus more than anything is that those would be the, uh, the, the goals that we have right now. Um, but, uh, the, and when we we have had just the agreed on, and we're still finalizing a certain uh, founding documents that we have had uh, uh, drafted. Plus, um, and so was I would say, plus more than anything, continuing on that. Plus, those will be the short-term goals uh, from then. Plus, as to hopefully we can expand it in terms of people out there, uh, how they can help out. As to plus again, plus as to just stay informed, understand that we are different berets. As to don't generalize all of us because. That's one thing more than anything academics do, uh, because they are in the research field, because they, one of the assumption is that, you know, they're going to be up to date with on the information. Actually, was just they, well, the berets have had like uh, nothing written about them in a long time. And so uh, academics assume that we are outdated and what we're doing today plus is an imitation of what has been back then. Uh, they question the legitimacy, they question what we're trying to do again plus people today understand uh, what revolutionary movement is differently uh because they lack some of you know the uh the what's uh, insights that the movement will have or for whatever reasons um but basically plus it's yeah a lot of it is just misunderstanding um, again plus it's the, it falls back into plus us the keeping our, our eyes on the prize and plus continuing on from there plus the, a little stab at the questions that i can have I don't know if my if my comrades wanted to include a, a little bit there too. Regarding the question, um, what can be accomplished by bringing unity to the Brownbury movement? I think what can be accomplished is um, the example um, that we're going to be giving out there to everyone that we we are still here, we're still around, we haven't gone anywhere, and we're going to continue to be here. And um, we want to set that that good um, example. There's just like any other organizations, there's always going to be drama. Um, but that's one of our goals that we're trying to, I guess, uh, reach is to 
weed that out, weed those, that drama, all those little insignificant things that hold us back from actually accomplishing what's important in our struggle. If you're not a beret and you still want, you want to support us, that's, that's also good. I mean, you don't have to be a beret to be part of our movement. You can help us out and support us. And, you know, if we have an event, you can be there, show up and show, you know, be a voice too. As a mujer, um, you know, I don't just stay home and make tamales and pozole. I, I have a voice too, you know, and I have a body. And at the end of the day, I'm going to be there to protect my hermano or my hermana that, you know, need me there in my community to, to protect you. Because, you know, after all, that's what we are as berets. We're there to, to observe, you know, to look out for my brothers and sisters and to protect you and to serve my community. Sister, you, you brought up a, a good uh, thing right now. As, as a mujer, how do you see yourself in the, in the berets of the movimiento? ¿verdad? How do you, and what would you say to other young Chicanas that, that might want to join or are finding out, ¿verdad? maybe finding out what you would have liked to find out, you know, when you were younger? Education is very important. So if you are in junior high, high school, even elementary, it's so important that our youth educates themselves on our history overall, not just the Chicano movement, but every overall. And as a mujer, um, I say to the, the mujeres, even if you didn't like myself, get that education. It's never too late to self-educate exactly. yourself. There's many books out there. There's many resources. So many. There's no excuses. The only excuse that you may have as a mujer like myself, uh, being that I work full time and I, I'm so involved with every other stuff, um, and I have my kids as well, is the time. Finding the time. So, but even that, you you need to make the time. There's always time. So um, that's one thing that I do advise um, las mujeres out there is to educate yourself. Um, look into things um, more as far as if you want to be a beret, really, really look into it before you commit yourself because it's like I said, it's not just putting on a beret and calling yourself that. You have to earn it. Question mm. for a couple of you. For, um, this is from Facebook. They want to know what is Brown relationship with recognized indigenous nations? In other words, Indian nations are out there. What is, the, what is the relationship between the Bombarese and them? And what nations, I'm sorry? It's, it's they said recognized indigenous nations. So what they're, I, I believe what they're referring to is what tribal nations and or aim so-called Indian, American Indian movement organizations, what's the relationship between the Bombarese and them? Do they have a relationship? Do they have an ongoing conversation? Do they have ongoing dialogue? I myself here in Southern California, I haven't been too involved with the with AIM. I have been at some events when they're there, and I have no, I haven't had any issues. We've marched in in you know, in solidarity and stood in solidarity. Um, but to say that I've actually I had the pleasure of working with them, no. Um, I have worked with other indigenous groups. But no, no, not AIM, though. I think other, maybe other states, I'm not sure I can't speak for them. Um, do you know, Sergio? Um, aquí en El Paso, pues, I don't, I didn't hear no, no, much of the no indigenous nations movement. Pero uh, we are working on a, a coalition, I should call it, which we want to bring that Anismo, indigenous nations, and the, and the black movements. But we find trying to find a way how we 
who all three work together. That's something that we're working on right now. But besides that, um, we do recognize indigenous nations here. We, we recognize their work mm-hmm. as well as how, oh, how we try to reconnect with our indigenous, indigenous roots. But, um, there's something that we should, that we're working on and we will proceed. Here's one last question. What are some of the biggest barriers the boundaries, uh, the boundaries are encountering today? Is mm-hmm. it uh, the way you're looked at from society, the way you're the way you're marginalized, or what is it? What are some of the biggest barriers? Are they much simpler than that? Are the internal differences of individuals and getting over your individual differences to, for the greater good? You know what's going on there. There's internal um, barriers, but um, again, like how I mentioned, uh, you know, in La Mesa, we have made it um, one of our goals to to get past those barriers so that it doesn't um, interrupt our, our main goals. Argelio, I don't know if, if you heard the question, hermano. One, one of the biggest barriers, I mean, was how people... I guess they see us as a violent, problematic organization, but then yet they don't have much knowledge of who we are. They just know what they hear. Something, you know. I mean, it's um, toque eso muchos no no nos atrae mucho hacia nosotros, pero por eso también es muy importante que sepan sobre nosotros. You know. Another thing too that they get us confused because a lot of people don't know the under they don't understand um, that we're not all under the same exact formation. We're different formations and under different um, you know whether you're autonomous or we have an organization. There's a difference, and on the outside they don't know that. So if one beret out there messes it up for them then it's it's all of us because of that beret and that patch so they don't know the difference yeah it also brings a lot of confusion to the right you know and um being from a chicana movement organization myself without la raza unida for example but from from your guy from your compañero's perspective without what has kept the beret movement alive, but that despite everything, like like you know, everybody spoke about how we don't learn about in, any of this in school, verdad? And a lot of you know, and like Compañero uh, Argelio said, a lot of like he, what he learned is and it's true is by word of mouth and and the little bit that that as the, we've been able to learn from older older uh, uh, Chicanas and Chicanos that that were involved or are involved. Uh, what what do you think has kept the beret movement going from then? Because it's I mean, despite everything, despite Cointel Pro, despite the school, despite, you know, them just erasing our history, ¿verdad? Pero here you are, ¿verdad? What has kept it going? I think involvement and um, dedication, you know, just, um, I guess those two things for me, from personally. I don't know about um, my hermano Sergio. Yeah, um, dedication is really important and... uh, to never give up, never give up on the movement, never give up on your raza. And that can say there might be bad situations and there will always be bad situations, but never give up and 
You gotta remember, we don't get paid for this. This is all volunteer. Yeah. Uh, we don't get, you know, we don't get involved for us to get something out of it other than, you know, what we join for. You know, we signed up to help our community, to help our people, and to also educate them because most of us weren't. So that's what we feel that will continue, will make it continue to, to be alive. Mm. Hey, um, I'd like to ask, how many Brownbury chapters are there right now? And do you have any idea? Um, I mean, California, Southern California has probably, that I know of, maybe one, two, maybe four or five chapters that I know of. I don't know about North. They probably have more. I don't know about Texas. Do you, Sergio? Yep. Wow. Texas, we have the Dallas Fort Worth, um, San Antonio, um, William Houston, um, El Paso, and then we have uh, Nuevo Mexico, Albuquerque, Las Cruces. We have Arizona, Tucson, and Phoenix. And then we have a, uh, another one in Milwaukee, and then um, Chicago, and there's also another one called Colorado. Mm -hmm. We also have another canal over in Oregon. And Utah also. Utah. Mm -hmm. Ah, San Marcos, Texas, come in. San Marcos, yeah, and, and South Texas as well. South Texas. So another important thing that I wanted to add is our elders. We have, we still have elders in our, in our Chicano, um, in our Brambury organization. You know, one of my mentors is uh, Cynthia Barajas. Mm. I look up to her very much and very highly, highly respect her. And also um, Jorge Lopez is out in Southern Texas and um, another great, great leader. And he's been around since the beginning of, you know, the Brown Brace. So that really, really motivates us because, and if they've been around and they're still active these last 50 years, so that's in inspirational to me. And um, we've managed as La Mesa to have a mission statement, um, a program and a code of conduct for us to to follow, and um, it's up to us as individual um, organizations and formations to take those in, you know, ourselves. There was one thing Willie Rodriguez uh, came in on Facebook and said that you guys were 100% behind a pan indigenous unification. So I'm just sharing that with you, and. Uh, I mean, anything in this movement, I would sure it would be pan. I mean, because we can we can look at ourselves as indigenous or partially indigenous. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, we are what we are. What we do, whether it's um, I, I consider myself Chicano, but that's irrespective because I still seem to uh, share the same platform with AIM as. Any Indian movement as any indigenous movement, but what separates us is the wording and the verbiage that we use. Yeah, I remember trying to go back and look at, because uh, my father was Yaqui, his father was Yaqui, and I tried to go and find my, um, my Yaqui blood lineage, but unless I could prove it directly by law, there's a separation. Now, I don't know if the indigenous people created that law or it was created by the overall government that controls us, but that's what we have to look at. Right. Well, one thing, um, you know, that we yeah, do have to minutes. say, oh, 
five minutes? Yeah. Okay, real quick. Um, as a Bray movement, um, we see Aslan as, you know, whether you want to call it Turtle Island or Semanawak, you know, Aslan is within uh, Semanawak and we in no way are ever trying to um, make other nations, um, tribe, uh, tribal nations, not be recognized. Absolutely not. So that is something that we want to clarify that even though, you know, we claim this as Aslan, we in no way do not not recognize other tribal nations because we are part, most of us are part of those nations. You know, whether we're Apache, Yaqui, um, I myself have, you know, uh, Apache and Tarumara. So um, I would never not recognize those tribes. You know, like we, we um, some of us, you know, we recognize Chicano, the Chicano nation. Also want to encourage a lot of people that if they want to learn or get involved with us as well, they are more welcome to get in contact with us. Y aquí estamos para contestar cualquier pregunta que tengan o información que necesiten. Yes. Okay, how can we contact you guys? How can you be contacted? You have um, a Facebook page and you have something, uh, some way, a central contact number, somebody they can contact you and... I have my Facebook, Connie Gonzalez. You can inbox me. Um, and I also have my uh, page for my Brambury, um unit, uh, San Bernardino County. Um, Sergio, I think he has, I don't know, how many pages? <laughs> Yeah, because we have we have uh, a lot of pages um throughout the nation. Hello, mainly the one that more more curing is the one from El Los Bramberries del Chuco and because you could look for me under Sergio Luján. And also I have an email brown red la causa yahoo.com. Can you repeat that? Brown Barret La Causa Yahoo.com. Thank you. I guess we're down to what, maybe a minute left. So um, I'd like to thank everybody. I really appreciate it. I appreciate all the questions, all the answers that were given. It raised a lot of questions within myself, where I'm standing, where I'm at, where I'm going. Because I'm, I'm proud of you guys that still pushing a revolutionary position. Because rarely do people understand the whole concept of revolution in this country. And all I ever hear is, well, it's not coming today. Maybe not. But unless more people are on that page and understand that, then maybe we will get somewhere. Thank, Thank you for having us. Thank you. Gracias. Chicano Power. Chicano Power. Chicano Power. Que viva la causa. Que viva. Que viva.